The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with John Griffin, who at just 25 years old was a Division I basketball head coach at Siena College, left for Wall Street, came back to Coach St. Joe's where he played college ball, and has been back in the financial world since 1995 while also broadcasting basketball on television, which is how we met about six years ago. Coach, would 25-year-old John Griffin be able to be a head coach in today's game? Well, no, I, I think I got a rare opportunity to be a head coach at such a young age. When I look back, I probably wasn't ready, uh, but uh, jumped at the opportunity because they don't come your way too often. Uh, some of the folks that were coaches at that early age were people like Rick Pitino and Bobby Knight, and both were very successful, and, and I got a unique opportunity. Bill Kirsch was the athletic director at Siena College at the time, and Father Hugh Hines gave me this chance to leave St. Joseph's and to move to Albany, New York, and have an opportunity as the first non-Siena graduate to coach a really important team for that Albany community. And uh, it was a learning experience, I have to say, a lot of uh, learning on the job. But I will tell you this, I had a, a really unique experience in that my assistant coach was 65 years old. So if you can kind of picture this, 25 and 65 on the <laughs> sidelines, Howie Tucker was a retired high school coach from Ravina High School, and he was uh, in the first graduating class at Siena College. And his wife had passed away, and uh, he had been on the staff previously, and he said, I'd love to stick around and help you. So uh, he was uh, indispensable to me because in your first job as a head coach in college, even though I had been a head coach in high school, uh, he really uh, taught me not to um, cut my nose off despite my face uh, because uh, so many times you think things are really important and they're not in the big picture and how he helped me keep that in perspective. And in that light, how did you get the kids who were really not that much younger than you were to respect you? Well, he had, a, he had a favorite saying, and it was, be friendly but not too familiar. And that was a long time ago, but you can see how it resonated with me that I still remember it. And, in fact, I tell my sons, John and Matt, the same thing. So I was 25. The players were 22, 21. And uh, I could still pretty much play basketball, and I always prided myself in trying to beat all the players in one-on-one. But at the same time, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, I wasn't too far uh, in age from them, and I had to find a way to keep my distance. And uh, so some people would even accuse me of being a little bit too hard or too uh, distant. When I actually came back to coaching at uh, St. Joseph's, Phil Martelli, who was my assistant at the time, said, you know, John, sometimes I think you have to put your arms around these guys. And uh, as a parent today, it would be a lot easier because these players are now younger than my children. But when you're 25 and the players are 21, uh, that's probably the last thing you're thinking of, and you want to create this separation so that they do respect you. Given the evolution of the game, if you were 25 today, could you be a head coach? Well, it seems harder. Uh, when I look at the careers of my sons, uh, John is 31 and Matt is 28. John has been an assistant now for a number of years, both Ryder and Boston, or excuse me, Bucknell. He played basketball in Europe. Matt, who graduated from Boston University, um, is now a high school coach. So 
they're eventually, I think, going to get an opportunity to be a head coach, but it probably will come a lot later. Um, I, I think it would be hard for somebody at age 25. They have to be in a very unique situation, maybe an assistant for a head coach that moves on or something happens where they get elevated to the job. But if it's kind of a jump ball and everybody's firing in an application, with all the search firms that are now involved in the hiring process, I think it would be very difficult. Would your personality have translated? Yeah, you know what? That's a good question. I I would say, uh, unfortunately, I was probably too serious a person at age 25. So I behaved as if I were a lot older, and my friends would tell me to lighten up. (laughs) So I guess I I kind of assumed this role of of being a bit serious and a head coach-like profile at a young age. I could tell you that I was a head coach in high school at 21. So I started becoming uh, Mr. Griffin and Coach Griffin at a very early age. I I remember interviewing for a high school job, and the the kids that were on the – committee to interview prospective coaches at the high school came to me afterward and said, well, congratulations, you got the job. What do you want us to call you? And I said, well, why don't you just call me John? You know, because I was only 20 years old or 21 years old. And then I thought about it when I came back to school in the fall. And I said, I don't think John's going to work. Maybe you should call me Mr. Griffin or Coach Griffin. So it took me a while to, to kind of assume that personality and that role and responsibilities to go with it. But at the same time, uh, I started at a young age at 25, or 21, and honestly, I think having been a head coach at 21 allowed me to make a stronger argument to become a head coach in college at 25. How did the community take to you as a head coach at 25? I think uh, probably a little suspiciously because, in part, I wasn't an, uh, a graduate of the school. This was new for the, the school to have a non-graduate, and so that I was from uh, outside the area. I was not from upstate New York. But I will say that in a constructive way, um, they, Siena had had players from Philadelphia that had done well there. And I was coming off two really good years as an assistant at St. Joe's for Jimmy Lynham and Jim Boyle. So for Jim Lynham, we finished in the final eight. We got a national profile. And then for Jim Boyle, we made the NCAA tournament and, and I actually lost to Jim Calhoun's team when he was the head coach of Northeastern. Now, this, this was the, the irony of all ironies. My last game as an assistant at St. Joseph's to Jim Boyle was against Jim Calhoun and Northeastern. They had a really good player by the name of Perry Moss. And then they had a, another a really good player that went on to become the head coach of UConn. Uh, but my first game as a coach at Siena, ironically, was against Northeastern and Jim Calhoun. He also had Perry Moss and Dave Lato, if you remember Dave, who went on to become the head coach of UConn and, and DePaul. But uh, we had a chance at Siena to kind of revenge the loss that I took as an assistant at St. Joe's, and we beat Northeastern, a very good team on campus uh, at Siena. So Loudonville was really good to me. It was a great place for a young coach. Uh, we had a great fan base. We played all our games on campus, and over a four-year period, didn't lose too many home games. How often have you reminded Jim Calhoun about that game? Well, uh, uh, not too often. In fact, uh, he, he's probably forgotten it. I'm probably the only guy that remembered it. I, I, do, uh, I do remember, unfortunately, one of my last games at Siena College was a loss to Northeastern when he had Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis was the best player in our conference, 
uh, in his senior year, and uh, I think he had uh, maybe 41 in that game, and uh, we lost on the last play of the game. Did you know Reggie Lewis was going to be a star in the NBA? Well, no, it was hard to predict. I mean, he was a great player in the Northeast Conference, so it's kind of hard to project what you're going to do in the NBA, uh, you know, being a, a superstar in our league. But uh, he played for a great high school team, Dunbar. He wasn't a star by any stretch. You know, I think it was the sixth man on his team. But, yeah, hard, hard to foresee. Absolutely. Just a terrific college player. Coach, I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, now a lot of fun and uh, really enjoyed spending time with you. If you're listening to this on the day it went up, Friday, January 12th, you can see Coach and me together on TV tonight at 9 and 10.30 Eastern on CBS Sports Network and on Saturday night at 10 Eastern from Springfield, Missouri, where we'll be broadcasting the most heavily attended high school basketball tournament in the country. They'll get over 30,000 people over the weekend for the 34th annual Bass Pro Shops Tournament of Champions. Basketball, not fishing. So if you want to see some future NBA players or just want to see Coach or me, check it out. And if you like or don't like my shirt-tie combinations, let me know, at Noah Kozlov on Twitter. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.